Welcome to Red Gate and Wolf. We are an actual play Monster of the Week podcast. I am Sarah, your host and keeper, and joining me today is Celeste. Hello, I am Celeste, and I play uh, Marie Redgate, the Crooked. And Sean. Hello, I'm Sean. I play Angus McRae, the Monstrous. And returning once more, our special guest, Ollie. Hi, I'm Ollie. You can find me over at OJWH Reviews, where I talk about films and TV and stuff, except not stuff. Today I'll be playing Hendrix Fregal the Summoned. When last we met, the terrible trio had learned of a record with the title Rage Trolls of Da and some numbers scratched into it. Whoever heard it being played turned into a mass murderer akin to the ones celebrated on blockbuster movies. Marie recently trampled a crime scene and learned the next likely spot for this record to be played was at Hendrix High's homecoming dance. Hendrix himself freaked the fuck out when he met Angus in bull form for the first time and he pulled a gun on him. Luckily for Angus, Hendrix failed that role. Unluckily for Hendrix, his horse, Dios, bolted. Angus escaped into town where he was later spotted and possibly recorded by a team outside the dance. But that's not where we'll start this episode. Hendrix, you have kids coming up to you, holding onto your arm and taking selfies with you. What do you do? Uh, did I see Mary go through or did, were we in different positions? I'll say that you saw Marie. Okay, but then I would follow. Okay, so you managed to pull yourself free from the gaggle or giggle of young lady folk who have been lining up to take selfies with you? I would be trying to find the person of authority, actually, in the in the school. Oh, well, the people you will encounter on your way into the school would be deputies Mater and Grape. Oh, can I not go through that way then? Can I try and break in through a window somewhere? Okay, give me an act under pressure as you attempt to stealth your way into a school that is full of people. Hmm, that'd be a five. I'll level up. Can take your experience, yep. Okay, so you find a nearby window that looks like it'll be big enough for you to fit through. Uh-huh. You hoist yourself in over the sill Sticking your foot in the urinal. Why? Why? A sudden flash of light blinds you, and after you blink a few times, you see a kid with his phone pointed right at you. But why? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to continue climbing in. Sure. It's quite comical. <laughs> uh, pea shoe. Or is it a boot? Yeah, a boot. Kid, you might want to get out of here. There's There are wolves on the way. Uh, then I'm just going to push past and uh, try and get, get through to find an authority person, like a principal, maybe. Because you know what a principal is in the olden times? No, but I, I know that this is a, a school, so there must be some sort of education master. So you walk down this corridor, there's these giant display, glass display cabinets up with all these random trophies and pictures of kids and various costumes for sports and stuff like that. Why are people dressed as animals? <laughs> Is what Hendrix thinks as he walks past these. <laughs> you encounter a 
balding looking man smoking a, a cigarette uh, in the corridor. He seems to be holding the cigarette out of a window and sneaking a puff every so often. Hello, good sir. My accent is crazy today. I don't know what happens. Try again. Why, howdy, good sir. (laughs) Kind of eyes you up and down. Oh, hello. My my name's Mr. Hogan. You look a little bit um, old to to be one of the students here. Uh, That is right. I'm not a student, but I am a concerned citizen, uh, I guess. There is a dangerous man on the way, and you need to uh, evacuate the school immediately. Oh, uh, a dangerous man, you say? Um, would he be wearing a, a cowboy hat and be... And he kind of goes, <laughs> smelling a little bit like urine? Well, no, that would be a little weird if I was here to tell you about myself. Well, I, I guess that makes sense, but I mean... Well, I, I should probably um, escort you to the deputies. Um, and you can talk to them about it. Well, no, that's not going to help. You're the person in charge here, are you not? Oh, no, no, I'm just a history teacher. There's more than one teacher in this place. No, I'm I'm afraid it's just me. All all of the other chaperones uh, bailed. I was the only one who turned up. Um, I tried to stop the the homecoming, but um, unfortunately, well, the, the children outnumber me. Why would you stop this? Why, wait, hold, if you have the power... Well, yes, you just said you don't have the power. Uh, is there a good reason to stop this event? I just said there was not enough adult supervision. Well, how does it manage to go on anyway? Is that not illegal or something? I I, I think it would be against the rules, but like I said, they, they outnumbered me by quite a few. So um, you be my guest if you want to try and, and stop them, and we'll see how far you get. You're saying that you make the rules, but there is a, as would be expected, greater number of children than teacher at this school, and yet, for some reason, you're... I'm lost for words. Do you not have the authority here? Oh, well, you would think I would, but with the, uh, the, the state of the children in this day and age, that, you know, parents have just never said no to them, you try telling them no. Well, this actually sounds like my kind of world, uh, but that aside, thank you. uh, You're obviously, uh, well, thank you for trying, I guess. I'll have to find a different approach. I can think of one. Hendricks is going to find the most number of people. I have a great plan. Great, flawless, couldn't go wrong plan. Right. Angus, you have been spotted. One kid is staring straight at you. It is Maxwell. Just gonna stare right back while keeping it as still as possible. He's locked eyes with you. You're not sure if he's frozen in fear or he just can't believe what it is he's seeing, but he slowly raises his hand with his camera phone at the ready and points it at you. But he does not say a word. What do you do? So, Ms. Corrin, you put me in here. Am I just in a large number of shrubbery? Like, I can't back out of it and just kind of sink back further into the shrub. My intent here is to climb up the backside of the school where there's no one and get to the roof. You could probably do that. I mean, I won't stop you. That was my plan. You slowly move for the shrubbery, all the while 
Maxwell is angling his phone to follow you, but he is not moving other than that. Continue to sneak your way over to the school, and what is it you said you wanted to do? Um, get to the backside of the school where there's no one, and stay in the shadows and basically climb up the backside of the school to the roof. This is exactly what you achieve. Is there anything else you'd like to do? My adventure is going to try my, my way into the school. Yeah, we'll say you continue warm with that act under pressure, only so far having been seen by one person. That's fair. Marie, what are you doing? That's a great question. I know what I'm doing. Getting arrested? <laughs> Probably imminently. May I walk up to DJ Good Goodman? Good person? What was his name? Good guy? Good guy. <laughs> you will have to make it through the press of teenage bodies to get anywhere near to DJ Good Guy. I would like to leave the gymnasium and uh, try to find like the maintenance area where maybe the you know breakers are. So you exit the gymnasium proper and you're in a corridor and immediately run into Hendrix and a balding man who seems to be stubbing out a cigarette. Did he follow me out of the room when I left? Yeah, he was about to. Okay. Well, hi, Marie. Hey, Hendrix, who's your friend? Uh, he is a, a teacher with little to no control over these children. Yeah, well, I, I think you'll find that's, that's most teachers these days. Well, uh, sure. The kids do seem out of control. Um, can I ask you something, Mr. Uh... Mr. Hogan? You can call me Mr. Hogan. Mr. Hogan, since... As Hendrix put it, you were quite outnumbered. Are you happy with the, the dance as it's going? Well, it's, it seems to be pretty pretty well contained, so I guess they haven't been causing too much of a ruckus. I mean, considering what happened at last year's homecoming, um, this, this is actually quite quite sedate. It's just the fact that I'm outnumbered. None of the other um, adult chaperones bothered to turn up. But I'm sure it's only a matter of time before, I mean, you know what kids are like. I mean, you work with them, right? I, I wouldn't exactly say I work with them. It's it's more like... Um, work for them? No, it's like, oh, hang on. And he, he pats his pocket and he pulls out a little bottle of pills and he, he pops a couple. Uh, Marie, Marie, um, I feel like we should move on quickly. There is a, a, a thing uh, that is, is coming this way we should deal with. Wink, wink, notch, notch. Hendrix, I think the thing is already here. And to deal with it, Mr. Hogan? <laughs> it's here in the building? Most likely. Was it Mr. Hogan? <laughs> yes. Uh, y okay. Yes, yes, yes it is. And he's blinking excessively now. I would like to, um... Rage. I'm sure you want to go home, right? Like, you're probably tired. You don't want to be around these kids, especially if you're outnumbered. More than you could ever know. I, I want to find a way to, you know, shut this down. <laughs> Get everyone to leave, then you can have a nice, relaxed night. That that would be really great, but I I don't know how you would do that without causing them to riot. I have an efficient method to get everybody out of the building. Uh oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, yes. You you mentioned, uh, teacher man, that 
something happened last year? It, yes, yes. Um, the the children, I mean, sorry, the the teenagers, the students, played um, break the pinata with the vice principal. That sounds. I I don't know what a pinata is. They got him on a rope and hoisted him up from a beam in the gymnasium, and then um, beat him with implements. These children are savage. What the fuck? Out of character. What the fuck? I don't know. I couldn't come up with anything. You put me on the spot. I thought that was a relevant thing. Okay. Um. So, uh, yeah, Marie, we should be going now, shouldn't we? Well, I don't know, Mr. Hogan. You, you're the only target. That's fine. I'll go deal with it myself. Okay. Have fun, Hendrix. Mr. Hogan. I'm. I'm a target. I'm sure you must be. You're the only, you know, authoritative figure here. So how about you tell me where, you know, the, the power supply room... Sean, help me out. What the fuck is this room called? The power supply room? I don't know. <laughs> the, button, the button with the, the big switch. <laughs> yeah, the, the circuit box. I don't know what to call here. You talking about, like, where the circuit box are? So probably just the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, room. yeah, yeah. So, Mr. Hogan, why don't you just tell me, you know, where I can find the circuit box and... We can all get out of here unharmed. Roll to manipulate with a plus one, because you've just scared the shit out of him by saying he's the only target here. I mean, I'm not wrong. Uh, are you sure about that? Uh, I mean, I, got, I rolled a ten, so I'm not wrong. <laughs> he pulls out his pill bottle and just downs the whole lot that's left, and he's like, uh, okay, um, I, I don't know what's going on, and I, I don't want to be here for this, so um, goodbye. And he turns around and he walks off straight out the front door past the two deputies. You should probably go to the hospital. <laughs> Can you tell me where the circuits are? Oh, he kind of points off in a direction, just kind of waves his hand in a direction down the corridor. You see a door at the far end that says maintenance. Guess that's where I'm going. <laughs> Angus, you're on the roof, and you tried to slip your way in. <laughs> what? Oh, Jesus, guys. Just, I'm not doing it on purpose. You're just reading into it. You infiltrate the skill coming in the... No, coming in the back is even worse. I make entry. Go in through the vents. Be sus. Penetrate the defenses. <laughs> wow. The music is loud here. There is a curtain, a big red velvety kind of curtain in front of you. Um, you can see lights flashing around a little bit, and you can surmise that you're at the back of the stage in the gymnasium. Is there a catwalk or scaffolding above me? Sure. I climb thus. We'll say you do it with ease. Even though you were still badly beaten from being, you know, beat up by that teenage girl at the the copes of trees earlier. Yes, yes, I did notice that. Um, all right, I'm going to stay on my precarious perch atop and gaze across at everything and just keep an eye out. From your perch, you're able to see everything that is going on in the gymnasium. The DJs, the revelers, the lights flashing everywhere. It's loud, it's confusing though, but you're in an excellent position for if you were a sniper. Perfect. Which you are not. Very true. Hendrix, where were you walking off to? Uh, the area with the most number of people. That would be the gymnasium. 
Right. When I get in there, did, did you say that's where the, the wolf man is? He's up on the catwalks. So you have no idea. Okay, cool. Sure. As I well, as I walk in, I look around to because I apparently it's already in the building. Do you want to investigate a mystery? Sure, we'll do that before the all-out other plan. Roll sharp. I guess it might be read a bad situation, or is it not? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, read a bad situation. That sounds good. Yeah. A six. Oh, we do love a six. Um, thankfully, I have a boon or something. <laughs> Yes, you do have a boon. Thank you, a Nikki Dreamer, for gifting me a boon. Um, wait, hold on. Well, thank you to uh, Nikki Dreamer, uh, our most glorious lady folk, for gifting me a boon, uh, which is a plus one to my role. She apparently, naturally, I am her favorite character because why would I not be? And if you would like to gift a boon or a bane to a character, please go to our Kofi website. That is ko-fi.com forward slash wolf. That makes that roll a seven. Yay! I don't entirely fail. Hold one. Oh, hold one. Yay, my one is... Are there any dangers I haven't noticed? Ah, which is ironic. But obviously I'm looking for a big wolf thing. You quickly glance around as you now recall uh, having experienced instances where you've had to, in the middle of gunfights or bad situations, had to take in the whole scene before you at a quick glance. So you employ this experience here and you are able to pinpoint two students dressed up in weird looking masks on either side of the gymnasium. And you also spy some movement up above in the catwalks that looks very large, very furry, and very familiar. What do you do? Well, naturally, I'm going to completely ignore the people in weird masks because everyone's been a bit weird and uh, fire a gun at the thing, the furry big thing, werewolf. Okay, you pull out which weapon? Don't wait, what, me, Angus? Like, I see a werewolf. I have experience with werewolves. Uh, my uh, pistol, Magnum. I mean, I could like tomahawk with a sledgehammer. Just pulling a gun in the gym. Hey, well, my original plan. My original plan was to go in there and just fire a gun in the air and say, "Hey, everyone, leave!" And that would have caused people to leave. But hey, there's a wealth. Let's do two in one. Yeah, that was my idea too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was with Marie. Marie had an opportunity to say, "Hey, no werewolf thing." You both share a soul. It seems you also both share a mind. Oh, wait, I have to roll, don't I? Or do I not? Yeah, I'm just deciding which one you would roll. I think act under pressure, considering everything that's going on around here, the lights flashing all over the place and spinning, the people, the sounds, the fact that there's a fucking werewolf up on the roof. Oh, 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 no, stop. <laughs> um. Uh, is there anything heavy in this region that I could pick up? Because I can pick up heavy things. Tell me what it is you want to pick up. What do you think would be in this area, in a, in a prom or homecoming type setting in a gymnasium? Um, I don't know, because I'm not American and your gyms work differently to me. Sean? I mean, it would be pretty empty of anything gymnasium related if there's a dance going on 
So there could be some amps, there could be some speakers, depending where he's at. There could be tables, chairs. There could be stuff upon the table, such as food accoutrements, punch, if you will, maybe a soda can. Um, a bottle of smuggled in Jim Beam. I am going to throw an amp. That's the big speaker thing, right? Or a speaker. I don't know. The, the big things that have the noise. <laughs> yeah. Where are you throwing this? Or where do you hope to throw this? At the, with a werewolf. So I have this move, uh, the, 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 the mayhem. When you grab a nearby large object and use it as an improvised weapon, first determine how much damage it'll do, depending on size. So. Too heavy, messy if it bludgeons someone. Sure. And then I kick some mass to throw it. So. Should I? What should I roll? Am I still kicks massing, or do you want me to act under pressure? Or uh, there's an argument for either way. I mean, the argument is I am actively trying to kick some ass, but uh, <laughs> as a player, you don't want to harm the good guy until I find out who he is. So it's up to you. Let's put it this way: Are you trying to only hit him, or is it even coming through your mind that you're trying to protect the people there, or are you just going, oh, werewolf, must kill, throw? Mm, how cautious is Hendrix? I should have shot the gun. I mean, I guess I'm trying not to hit other people. Okay, we'll go effect under pressure then. Okay. Cool. Although, kick some ass does incorporate that. Okay, then. Act under pressure or kick some ass. Eleven! Yay! You pick up this giant-ass amp. Walk up the amp, rip it out of its thing, and just throw it. Lob it up into the air. It connects with the furry thing. So you were doing it to harm him, or did you do it to knock him off the catwalk? Well, harm, because if he falls off the catwalk, he's going to just fall on people, so harm. Well, good point, though. Um, is, if he falls, is he going to fall on people or is he not? This is why I was asking if you cared, because if you were throwing an amp up and the amp missed, it would have fallen on people. Well, you know, this, this, this is a tricky situation. I don't know, yeah, if he falls off right now, will he fall on people? Probably. Then, no, let's not have him squash some children. I would like to just harm him. Okay, so the amp goes flying up through the air, connects with what we, we the audience, know to be Angus, knocks him on his butt on the catwalk, and pins him there. Angus, to harm. And I, I think you are trapped there until you can get some help to get out of there. I'm dying. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Other people having any reaction? No, it seems they were all distracted by whatever it was they were doing. You didn't really attract any attention. How? I just pulled a freaking speaker out of the wall, and that would have cut off some of the music or something, and then threw it across the air. How did they not notice? Okay, 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 okay. So some of the kids nearby you saw you move and grab the speaker. There's a few noises of complaints that the music is no longer coming from that corner. You get a round of applause as some of them see you lob this amp up into the catwalk and it stays there. Why are these children psychotic? And kids go running over to the amps and start trying to lift them up themselves and trying to, you know, lob it up there as well. But they're not nowhere near as strong as you, so you get a couple of these teens trying to team up together to do this. More like teen up, am I right? 
Hurdy, hurdy, her. Hurry, what are you doing? I am trying to turn the lights off. There are circuits, there are wires, there are so many. What are you going to do? I'm going to flip every goddamn switch I can see. <laughs> we cut back to the gymnasium where Hendrix is just wondering what the fuck is wrong with these teenagers as they're trying to lift things up and throw them in the air. When they can't do their amps, they start grabbing items off the tables and start throwing it around and beaning each other in the head with, like, flying soda cans and things like that. Until a veritable fight starts breaking out in the middle of this gymnasium. And then all of a sudden, the lights go out and the music gets quieter as all of the speakers are extinguished. But there's still a faint sound of music coming from the DJ and his wireless speaker at the front of the stage. Hendrix, what do you do? There is a werewolf right there. Points up. Everybody needs to leave right now. Give me an act under pressure, Hendrix. Okay. Trying to be heard over the teens fighting and squabbling amongst each other, the screaming from various students. Uh, well, okay. If people are still screaming, I'd have to do it to be things to be heard. I would fire a gun in the air first for an announcement. Okay, you pull out a gun, fire that in the air. Just, just give me an act under pressure for all of this. I, I realized after I said that, <laughs> that's not helping. Um, okay. It's a seven. This could be worse. Worse outcome, hard choice, or a price to pay. You fire your gun up in the air and you start yelling this out. And all of a sudden, water just starts spurting out from something on the, on the ceiling. And there's more screaming as the pipe that feeds the sprinkler system is, is being compromised and water is just coming out everywhere. Girls are screaming at noises as things are being tossed aside and then the kids just run towards you, Hendrix, and you are knocked over and trampled. Okay, I guess, sure. As the kids just flood out of the gymnasium. I accept this fate. Angus, it's becoming a bit hard to breathe with this amp on you, pinning you to the catwalk. Fortunately, you are not getting soaked at the moment, just the people below are. Can, can I push this amp off me? You can attempt to. Give me um, a tough roll. The 12, an advanced success. It takes a lot of effort and pain, but you manage to shove that amp off you and climb across the catwalk. It is dark, the sound is of screaming and kids as ebbing as they have rushed out of the building. You still hear the faint sound of music and it just screams at you. And I need you and Hendrix to make me a weird roll. Ah, it's a four. I got a seven. Mixed success. Now, this is a move from the red record. Which is what was playing as the sound was cut and the kids noisily left the gymnasium. Does anyone want to spend luck? I want experience. The audience sees Hendrix as he's lying on the ground, staring up in the darkness, but nothing. But then his eyes start to glow and his arm starts to transform a jagged looking sword of some kind. And he picks himself up, turns around, and heads out of the gymnasium towards the panicked teenagers. 
Oh no. <laughs> I'm proving the history teacher right. I am the danger. Best outcome. Good job, team. <laughs> Marie, what are you doing? The light's gone off yet? Oh yeah, the lights went off. Then you heard in the distance screaming, the music seemed to go out, then um, water coming from the ceiling. Mission accomplished. Go out to the gym, herding people out, make sure they get out okay. And you do that, and then you see Hendrix kind of stalking out of the gymnasium like that Terminator from the second movie, the T-1000. And his arm looks like a fucking crazy-ass weapon that is going to just fuck shit up. Hey, Hendrix, uh, your arm's a little funky. Maybe you could um, put that away. Kids are already leaving. I don't think they need any more encouragement. There is no Hendrix anymore. Only so. What do I say? <laughs> what happens? You turn your head towards her. And a move that totally mimics the T-1000. Raise up your weapon arm. I prefer Akira. Go with Akira. Like Akira. Okay. Raise up your weapon arm and go to Striker. Can you roll kick some ass for me, please? Yeah. Got to do some. Unless Marie's trying to get the fuck out of the way, but yeah. I mean. <laughs> I've been such a great help as a guest character hurting everybody. Should I go down, you go down with me. <laughs> 11. Oh, that's true. I would just TPK this. <laughs> Kill everyone. <laughs> okay, so what harm is that? That's a four, isn't it? With my... I, I didn't even check. Yes. No, it's a three. Oh, okay. How do I divide? You both take one point each as you bring down that weapon and it slashes through Marie's shoulder. Blood starts to seep out of the wound, but also a matching wound appears on Hendrix's body. Oh, we're getting matching tattoos. You want to try and attack me back? <laughs> See how this goes? No, I'm not dumb. <laughs> Can I try to, like, detain him? You know, like, put him in a chokehold? <laughs> yeah, act under pressure. Wow. I can't hurt you. That hurts me. Mm, that's cool. I'm not arguing. Choke me. We're into that, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> God damn it. Why does this always happen to you, Ollie? You get choked. What do you mean, always? I rolled a nine to choke Ollie. <laughs> All right. Worst outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. So you go to tackle him to get him into a chokehold. You guys end up... On top of each other. Yeah, on top of each other, rolling and grappling and attempting to gain the upper hand on each other but you're just having too much trouble trying to get the upper hand and you end up rolling all the way back into the gymnasium where it's very weird oh my at the moment the one flat on their back um being pinned by whatever has taken over hendrix you look up marie and you see that angus is lying unmoving on the catwalk above you in his werewolf form. Is he still pinned by an amp? No. But he's lying there and not moving. You know what's really ironic? So you can't ask Steve for help because I left the rock somewhere? Hey, no, I don't have my magic rock. Well, this sucks. Uh, whose turn is it? What's, what's going on? I don't know. I can't do anything. <laughs> Who has initiative? I'm sorry, everyone. Ollie, you're never coming back. 
Oh, because the podcast is over, I guess. All right, this was the uh, season finale. Uh, good night, guys. <laughs> Sean. I'm going to spend luck here. Your eyelids flutter open and you gasp in ear. For a moment there, you thought that was it. You thought you had died. But no, you were still alive. And you hear the sounds of fighting and splashing going on in the darkness below you. You also hear the sound of the record coming to an end. Actually, we should say that the, the record had finished playing. Otherwise, I'd have to get Marie to do it as well. Actually, no, the record's still playing. Marie, give me a cool roll. PPK. PPK. Yeah, what do you do when we all fail this and then we drew it just all dead? I guess we don't attack each other, maybe? If we're both under the influence? I have rolled an eight. One of those balls of light just seems to fly in through a wall as if the wall wasn't there. And it kind of hovers around in the air. You take one harm, Marie, as this music is so unsettling. And I need you to take a minus one ongoing until I tell you it's no longer ongoing. Is there a way to mark that or is it just a brain thing? Just a brain thing, I think. Where is the, like, DJ's turntable set up? Whatever he has set up. You're closer to the DJ's set up than, what, the two that are fighting. You notice the DJ's booked in. He's left all of his stuff and gone. And this record is still playing through this little wireless speaker system. And you see the glowing ball, glowing orb of light, which you put two and two together and realize this is probably that glowing ball that Hendrix was going on about yesterday. And it seems to be heading towards the stage as well. All right. Well, I'm going to take the speaker, which Hendrix tried to kill me with, and uh, as best I can with the strength I have to muster, either if I can lift it up and just throw it down to smash the DJ table to pretty much smash everything on it, or if need be, just push it over the edge, whatever as far as the strength concerned here with his condition. Yeah. Give me an act under pressure as you're aiming and you have something you want to do. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's a four. It's a failure. You could use luck. That makes an automatic success, doesn't it? All right, I'm going to spend luck again. I'm going to have so much fun coming up with um, your luck point specials. With a burst of inhuman basically werewolf strength you lift this amp up and just lob it down onto the dj station and it crushes everything the music stops you've obliterated that speaker and the room goes silent all you hear is the the sound of the sprinkler systems and the grunting of marie and hendrix as they continue to grapple each other sarah sarah In the wet water on the floor. Hendrix, can you give me another cool roll, please? As now that that music has uh, finished, you have a chance. I don't think Hendrix's cool needs to be rolled. It's just a given. With a 12, thank you very much. As the music is abruptly brought to an end, Hendrix, you shake your head and shake off whatever it is that has possessed you, and you find yourself flipped onto your back with your hands pinned over your head on the floor and Marie straddling you, pinning you down. Do I know that it's Marie? 
you're pretty sure you can recognize her at this point, even in the dark. Uh, Marie, I know that uh, you saw you, you me at your honeymoon suite. I thought we were past that. Why the hell did you hit me? What was that? I would never hit a lady. What is your arm? You did hit me. You hurt yourself too because we're linked. I know you're from the past, but are you really that dumb? Uh, seeing, is my arm still freaky? Yep. Uh, Hendrix looks at his arm then. What the fuck is that? I don't know. It's on your body. You- uh, I don't understand my body right now. Or my mind, to be honest. It's a confusing period of time right now. Uh, what just happened? One thing I knew, I was killing this werewolf, and now I'm on the floor with you on top of me. You mean Angus? The one up there? Angus is a werewolf? Shh! You knew about this and didn't tell me? I thought we had an understanding. Look, you never asked. It didn't seem relevant at the time. How is that? I have experience with werewolves, and that is plenty relevant. He could have killed you. He could still kill you. Right now you're doing a better job of killing people. I mean... Have I killed anyone yet? Has he killed anyone yet? Probably not. Has he? Has he? Oh. <laughs> Angus is alive. I guess you did. <laughs> He's alive. Uh, do you mind getting off me now? And then explaining why you are friends with a werewolf? He came to this school. He could have killed people. I thought you knew about it as well. You told me it was here. I'll uh, remove myself from Hendrix in a huff and... uh extend my arm to assist him in attaining standing. (laughs) Uh, Hendrix goes to take the hand with the hand that's now a sword and then realizes, oh wait, that's not going to work, so goes with the other hand. Hendrix stands up, Sarah. You guys hear splashing footsteps up the corridor. Before you have time to react, you see the slightly overweight figure of Sheriff Winters in the doorway. Hendrix hides his hand behind his back. Uh, do you do I even want to know? Hey, Mr. Wood. It's all under control. All, all good, I think. Are we good, Hendrix? Are you good? I think so. Where's your other friend? I don't have another friend. Uh, Hair of the dog, you know, he's just sleeping it off. Wow. Is he the one that's part Wood? I forgot I described him like that. Yeah, the slightly woody right now, but it'll it's under control. It'll be fine, probably. Right, well, you guys better get out of here before the fire service turns up. Um, I've got my deputies covering all the entrances and dealing with the children, but I can only keep them from coming inside only for so long. So come on, chop, chop. I realized what I just said. <laughs> Can I check to see if the record's still there real quick? Yeah, you look around and you see the glowing orb thing hovering around the amp. Murray, do you see that too? Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I, I'm getting bad vibes. Can I go over to the amp and like do a quick dig around? Sure, you uh, go over to the amp and you go to lift it up, but it's too heavy for you. But Sheriff Winters comes on over, eyeing wearily that glowing orb thing, and he says, I've seen one of them just a couple of days ago. 
at the Johnson Ranch. Yeah. He bends down to help you lift up the amp, and you lift it up a little ways, and you see in pristine condition the red record. I want to grab it, please. Give me a act under pressure, as you were not the only one reaching for that red record. I'm the only corporeal one, so I should get advantage on this. Do I still have a minus one, by the way? If I'm going. Um... It was from the music, though. True. Yeah, no. No minus one at the moment, since you're right, the music isn't going. That is an eight, which is a mixed success. Hmm. You reach for the record at the same time that glowing orb does, and there's a flash of light. And when you look back, Marie, the record, and that orb are all gone. What do you guys do? I mean, I'm still on the catwalk, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I've lost. Um, okay, I'll look up at Angus. What's he looking like? Angus, what are you looking like? I mean, you're still in werewolf form, but how fucked up are you? Pretty well haggard, kind of laying limply on the catwalk, kind of wheezing, looking down in a dazed manner. And what's the sher- the guy doing? Who is it? Is it a sheriff? The sheriff, yeah, he kind of drops his end of the amp because he's unable to hold it up any longer. And he wipes his hands down on the front of his pants legs. Does he not react to the sudden disappearance? He's like, well, that was different. I guess that means I only have to get you out of here. And holy, holy cannoli, what is up with your arm? I was trying to hide it behind my back. Have I failed at that? Probably. Okay, I'll accept this. Holding it behind my back, I try and, like, shake. There, we don't have any specific mechanics, um, so I just shake it off. And now it's normal again or something, I guess. Uh, nothing. Are you not shocked by the sudden flash of light and ball? Son, I'm used to shit like this. Like, like what? Weird shit. Now, come on, let's get out of here. Is everyone in this town crazy? Okay. Uh, hypothetically, what what are your feelings towards werewolves? Well, are we talking like teen wolf werewolves, twilight werewolves, or like werewolf and Paris werewolves? I did not understand a word you just said. Uh, it might be that I'm Amish. Right. Why do we have to kill one? Well, hypothetically, uh... Marie is okay with them existing and being friends with them. Um, As far as I'm aware, in my extensive years of experience, they are dangerous creatures. I was was hurt by one. Right. Uh, Okay. So, was this the hypothetical werewolf we're talking about? Is the one that hurt you, or...? Well, today I really don't understand uh, what what went down. It probably might be the the record related thing. I kind of got sidetracked for a bit there with werewolf business. Um, I'll sort this out, officer. Don't worry. Right. Well, I'm gonna go check in with my deputies and see on the status of the fire service. Please leave. And he gives you an odd look, but trudges out. Of the gymnasium. Hendrix looks up at 
Angus. Angus, is, is that you? Angus just kind of gives out like a, almost like a whine. Canine like whine. Well, I can't deny that it's cute. Uh, well, I don't know what to say right now. Were, were you... <laughs> I want to roll insight. I feel like I'm constantly want to roll insight in this game. Were you responsible for what just happened? I say that as if you tell me either way. Angus just kind of shakes his head slowly, very tiredly. Well, could you uh, become normal human? Angus just kind of sighs and gives another kind of canine whine and starts dragging himself towards the uh, side of the uh, catwalk where the ladder would be. Well, you do appear more in control than past werewolves I've dealt with. I swear to God, if you try and kill me, I will not be happy. No would Marie. Can I investigate a mystery to see where thingy-majig went? Marie, that's her name. You can certainly try. Hmm, I will certainly try. Ten. Ten, okay, what's your question? Oh, good point, I need to have questions. Ten, I, will, I get told two, yay. Uh, what, uh, what is being concealed here, I guess? Another one of those glowing orbs kind of flies past the open door along the corridor. I just realized, why did I not just say, where did it go? I'm trying to find where she went. What's with my brain? Yeah, that'll be my second question of where did Marie go? Well, you see another glowing orb fly in the same direction past the door along the corridor. I am going to follow the orbs. Uh... Possibly, Angus, I'm going to go this way. There are some more balls. Angus is going to kind of wearily follow behind Hendrix. Make your way carefully out of the school, following what seems to be another orb and another one, and they all seem to be heading in the same direction to the northwest. Just a a point of order, Angus is going to be following very tentatively and with some distance behind. Hendrix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Hendrix will keep checking behind to make sure Wealth is alive and, and not killing him. You make your way through the town of Hendrix slowly and cautiously, avoiding teenagers and their parents, the fire service that turns up, the sheriff's deputies, and you make your way towards the copse of trees near the old Lady Land Bridge. This damn copes. Or cops. Is it still raining blood? It's not raining blood, no. Once you got out of the school, there's no more rain since it was the sprinkler system. Does Angus smell anything? Particularly, does he smell Marie? She's very smelly. You don't smell Marie until you get right to the edge of the copse of trees. Where you catch the scent of her coming from up ahead in the, the small clearing. Do I smell anything else? Actually, I should get you to, like, read a bad situation, and then I'll tell you. I'll make success. All right. Hold one question for read a bad situation. What now? Read a bad situation has questions. You pick one. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Mm, No, there are no dangers you haven't noticed. Angus kind of growls quietly, but continues to follow behind um, Hendrix at a distance. Marie, you find yourself in 
a clearing of trees. You were holding on to the record. There are glowing orbs, and they all seem to be surrounding you. What do you do? Um, can I read a bad situation? Yeah, sure, I'll let you read a bad situation. That is a seven, which is a mixed success. So hold one. What is my best way out? Run. I run. You pick a random direction and run? Well, I'm assuming what's my best way out would tell me the direction. You see a little gap in amongst all of the orbs and you bolt through it and you run. You hug that record to your chest and you run. Angus and Hendrix, well, rather Hendrix, you hear the sound of someone crashing through the trees up ahead of you and Marie just bolts right past you. The sound of Marie. Going in the direction you just came from. Well, that means there's danger in that way, and I'll keep going. You're going towards the danger, or...? Yeah, gotta, gotta kill the danger. That danger's coming towards you as those orbs all start flying in towards you, following Marie. Can I reach out as Marie starting to go past me and just snatch her? You want to snatch her? Sure. You can act under pressure, or she can bleat you. No, I'm trying to get to the, uh... Sheriff's office. Okay, act under pressure there, um, Angus. Ooh, a six failure. Miss. Can I help out? You just said you were continuing on to danger. Yeah, but he said he was stopping like immediately as she goes past, so I presume that's this is all happening in the same moment as she's close to us. You can roll to help out then, as you suddenly realize you're going in there alone, so you spin around, seem him try to grab Marie. Nine. That's enough to get a big success. Okay. Hmm. Coming along for the ride. <laughs> Hendrix runs forward and kind of shoves Marie into Angus's outstretched arms, sending you both down, ass over tea kettle, and who's on top? Oh, it's a three-way sandwich. Um... Angus on his back, Marie face down on Angus's front, and Hendrix on top of that. I like the I gave Marie up, which just sent her straight into Angus's arms. So wait, am I now down as well? Yep, you're on top. Well, what can I say? Stand up and attack these things. As they converge on the three of you. Give me some kicks and ass. Mm, I'm going to try and use my cool arm. With a 10. You do so. How does it look? Awesome. Basically, I like just shake my arm to try and get it to work again. <laughs> I feel like it's a cool moment where um, like, they're like getting closer and it's like a tense thing of, damn it, why aren't you working? And then like as soon as it gets close enough, it suddenly works. And then I, I turns into like the sword as it did before and I slice into presumably one of them. Okay. You managed to slice through two of them as you. Nice. Cleave away with your weapon. But you and Marie both take a point of harm each. <gasps> Wait, what, with the ten? Yeah, you still trade harm. Nice, that, that, this is a lethal game. Yep, and more of them look like they're coming for you. Angus and Marie, what are you doing? I shall also remove myself from Angus. I have a loud rifle. Would the exchanged harm still be done on range? It's a, a little weird with ranged weapons. I think act under pressure in, in these instances is probably the best choice here. 
since you are away from the immediate danger. So rather a cool roll. We'll uh, call it ranged weapon kicking ass. That's a seven. I feel like wishing you luck is wishing for you to fail so that you have to use luck. <laughs> I refuse to use more luck. <laughs> okay, so you drop the record on the ground, pull out your rifle and fire at one of them, obliterating it completely. But this gives another orb an opportunity to pick up the record and it just flies off with it. I'm going to give chase after the orb. Okay, so you pull yourself up onto your feet, loop on after it. It is flying with the record back into town. Do you continue to give chase? I continue until... If it matters, I'm also running after the record. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to continue until we get to the point where it's in the vicinity of the where people may be. Yeah, it isn't long before it makes it into town that you're likely to encounter people, Angus. Pull back and kind of just towards the shadows. Marie, you continue to give chase. What about Hendrix? Are there still orbs around me? They continue on to follow Marie, Angus, the other orb that has the record. You're not sure which. Sure. I mean, any the closest thing to me, I'm trying to get all of them. Okay, kick some ass. Yeah, as I slice again with an amazing six. Fuck. Experience. We're going to die. We're not going to die. It's Red Getting Wolf. Season finale. Didn't, don't you remember? Sarah gave me incentive to experience and level up. It's Sarah's fault. Blame her. <laughs> you aren't able to hit any of them, but two of them flew right through you. You take one point of harm and Marie takes another point of harm. I like the visual of Marie just running and then suddenly feeling harm. Like, damn it, Hendrix. Uh, did you say I killed one of them, though? No, you failed. You didn't hit anything. They rushed through you. They're gone. You're now all alone by the cops of trees. That's cool. I mean, I'm going to keep chasing after them and stuff, but... Okay. Marie, they seem to be flying off in a, a random direction. First they'll zig one way, then they'll zag the other. Am I able to keep on them? Take the pressure. You're not sure if they're trying to give you the slip, but... They're not slipping out very well. That's a ten. Celeste. I'm just following your advice. Never pull out. You follow the orb carrying the record as it goes on a circuitist route to a record store. The sound of Jimmy. And it flies in through an open window. Is the record store open? No, it's closed. It's dark. Closed sign. I mean, in theory, it's open because the window's open. So it is open. Yeah, I mean, small town. They probably don't have, like, the bars on the windows, right? No bars on the windows. Only only bars at the high school. Could I fit through that open window? I mean, you could certainly try. Do I need to, like, sweet-talk the building first? <laughs> <laughs> you want to bat your eyelashes at it? Um, egg under pressure. I rolled a 10. Yeah, you'd lift yourself up onto the windowsill and slide on through. There is no sign of the orb. And as for the record, well, you're in a store full of records. Good old needle in a haystack. Um, the record. Investigate a mystery? Sure, roll for it. Okay, I shall roll investigate a mystery to look for this record. Plus sharp. 
I rolled a 12. Two holds. Hmm. Where did it go? It is hiding in plain sight. Come on, with a 12, do I not get a better, like, GPS ping on it? You've got a record in a record stack, in a record shop, basically. Needle in a haystack. You start searching through the records. Takes you a wee while, but you finally find the red record filed under R for Rage Trolls of Dar, obviously. Did I already ask what can hurt it? I forget. Um, I think that you were able to surmise last time you investigated it that it was being protected by magic and would need to be banished first. Yeah. What sort of creature is it? You're not entirely sure what sort of creature the record itself might be, but as you study the record a bit more in the moonlight that's filtering in through the the shop's window, you see that something has been changed. You remember that scratched into it were the words Rage Trolls of Dar, but also you see the numbers have changed. It was 659. Now it's 662. Oh my god, is that the number of people dead? And you take another moment to think about Rage Trolls of Dar. And in your mind, you mentally rearrange the letters and come up with Lord of Slaughter. Huh. The name itself sounds demonic. And the fact you're getting closer to 666 certainly points in that direction as well. So, while the record might not be a creature, possibly something demonic will happen at 666 if it ever reaches it. So, Hendrix, you run up to the sound of Jimmy, the door is locked, but you see Marie inside rummaging. Okay, sure. I- I'm going to tap on the window and, uh, you know, talk through the window. Uh, Marie, where do you, where do they all go? Did you kill them all? I'm assuming I can unlock the door from, from the inside. That doors work. Oh, shut up. I shall unlock the door and leave. Uh, uh, the things disappeared. Um, we need to go to Meadow. Or maybe the priest? I'm not entirely sure. I need someone who can ban things. Banish things? Well, why don't you ask Steve? He seems to summon things, so surely he can probably banish them. Yeah, you ready to give me my stone back now, or? I realize, I think I did in character know about that, uh, because I meant, so I said something other. Uh, yeah, so uh, Hendrix uh, reached into his pocket. You encountered the hole in your pocket again, and no stone. You know, uh, uh, on second thought, Meadow seems like a, or or the pre. I don't know which one's better or worse. Neither are uh, particularly keen on me, so uh, might leave you to the details. But uh, sure, why Meadow? Can she banish things? She can, but she was kind of pissed off at you, and so I got her drunk, and she passed out. So maybe the priest will be better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go go talk to the priest. I'll probably wait outside the church. Or maybe I'll come in. He doesn't hate me. He just thinks I'm a devil. Did you notice the sword arm, by the way? I I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, also noticed it when it fucking hit me in the shoulder. Thanks for that. I assume you're being sarcastic, uh, but thank you or sorry, depending on what you prefer. So what's Angus done? My intent was to kind of get to the side and parallel as best I can. If uh, he could still see them, 
while keeping kind of on the outskirts of things, kind of like taking the alleys or taking just kind of the backside phrasing, just kind of taking the the back alleys of the least traveled areas. Okay. So being as the record shop is clearly going to be out in the open, he wouldn't have gone that far, but uh, he'd be keeping an eye. Yeah, after a while you see Hendrix and Marie emerge from the record shop and they go further into town towards the Stratus Inn Chapel to visit Father Barry. You see a, a light on inside, but the doors are closed currently. But are they locked? You going to go up and try? Absolutely. Church has never locked the doors, it's a fact. Yep, so it is unlocked. Were they unlocked when they did the uh, the whole glowy and uh, attacking thing? Back in the first mystery? Yeah. No, the church, um, I think, was... The back door was locked. I think Angus was able to get in through the front door. All right, I shall open the door. It's quiet inside. You don't see anyone. Just yell out, Hey, Father Barry, got a situation if you're awake. If you're not, please wake up. It's a few moments later where you hear a door near the back open and close. And you see the familiar visage of Father Barry. He's walking towards you. He seems to have pajama pants on and a, a, a dressing gown on over top. And he's got little slippers. Ah, uh, Marie again, is it? What can I help you with tonight? Hey, sorry to wake you up. We have this record, probably demonic. We need to banish it before we can get rid of it. Oh? Show him the record. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I know it says Raid Trolls of Duh, but it's actually like Lord of Slaughter. And, you know, this number's been counting up. So we should probably like deal with it, you know, now-ish? Manipulate someone. But I don't want to manipulate him. He's such a nice guy. Apparently I do want to manipulate him. That's an 11. I have all the roles. You guys get nothing. Just so well at manipulating people. Um, you need to give him a reason to do oh, I guess you have explained it. If he needs, if he needs to, I, I can go into like the whole, it was what made people kill each other and, you know, it's kind of dangerous. Ah, well, I, I guess um, I should offer my services then. Please place the record on the altar. I do so. And he bends down behind the altar and opens a, a little cupboard and pulls out a few ungents and candles and an elaborate crucifix. And he lays all the objects out around the record. And he looks like he's very intent on his task. But then he says, I met your cowboy, by the way. Is he my cowboy? I don't think he's really my. I don't want to claim ownership of that. Hmm. You might want to distance yourself from him. Uh, well, you know, did I tell him about the, the little demon I have? <laughs> yeah, you showed him, Steve. Yeah, well, you remember Steve, you know, little demon in the nice sweater? Uh, kind of like split my soul to get Hendrix here, so we're kind of like soul bound or something. I do recall you telling me something along those lines, and I did look into it for you. And distance will help with some of the effects of that. But like, will it reverse it? Like, I kind of want to like fully reverse it. I'm afraid. Once a creature like your cowboy has been unleashed upon the world. He will be here until he has fulfilled the task of his patron, if he wants to or not. Cool. That's cool. 
And then he holds his hands out across the altar and gestures for you to clasp hands with him. Oh my god. Already holding hands? Oh yeah, Maria will hold hands with him. <laughs> you were just a man sandwich before. A Marie sandwich, rather. Like, holding hands is like, I don't know, next level. I don't know. You hear him call out an incantation in, in some kind of language you've never heard. And it doesn't sound like the religious stuff you usually hear spouted from churches you may have visited in the past, weddings, or if you'd ever been to a mass, or even seen on television. And the wind starts to swirl around you, and your hair blows around in the breeze. The door slams shut, effectively cutting you off from Hendrix. Barbarian tones louder, his voice rising, more guttural, and eventually... He cries out, almost as in pain, and he drops your hand and slumps forward onto the altar next to the record, panting and gasping. Well, it it should be good. I'll be a moment. You do what you need to do. Uh, yeah, recovery times and stuff. I would like to snap the record. Pick the record up. Smack it against the side of the altar and it shatters into pieces. You hear screaming as if a thousand or 661 souls cried out in unison to freedom. And you look down at the pieces of broken record on the floor and they just seem to dissolve into a gas, a sulfurous smoke that fizzles up into the air and disperses. Huh. Uh, well, um... Thank you, Father Barry. Get some rest. It's late. Uh, I'll be going now. Thank you again. He doesn't answer, but you can see his hand lift up over the top of the altar and he kind of half-heartedly waves in your direction. Hendrix, outside, the door just slams suddenly shut in your face. And a few moments later, you hear screaming coming from all around as if shrieking ghosts have flown past you out into the sky away to freedom and you get the scent of sulfur on the air a moment later the door opens and marie emerges without the record you did it yeah we did it it was harder than it looked but it, it's done now yeah well uh, uh that's the job done i guess uh you haven't happened to see dios have you dios dios is that just Hendrix saying the horse? <laughs> the oath. The oath. <laughs> <laughs> nice naming. The name of the horse. Ever see your horse? You rode on it. Yes, we rode together. What? Remember when... Oh, yeah, when I didn't have my bike and... Yeah, 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 yeah. Do I get an answer to the question? <laughs> Did you see my horse? Uh, I haven't seen your horse, but I think I saw Angus, like, picking his teeth earlier. Well, uh, I am going to kill him. You're going to need to explain that. I'm just messing with you. I haven't seen your horse. It's probably like back at the ranch or something. Okay. Um. Sure. I'm going to go look for him. Her? I don't remember. I think I said her. Oh, is, is, uh, did I write it out? Her? Yes, her. It's a she. We had this whole conversation last Hey, time, so I, I just don't see gender. I'm very progressive. Okay, so 
Hendrix goes off searching for Dios. You hear him calling out every so often, Dios, Dios, and decide probably it's time to get back to bed and, you know, sleep. Find out what happened to Angus. You don't know my priorities. But yeah, I probably should if I can't find him. I will, yeah. But I'll sleep on the grass because I'm not going in with Meadow. Marie, you get back to the Watchtower Tavern. Your bike's been returned. Probably Sheriff Winters or Deputy Mater. You're not sure which. Doesn't matter. Surely there'd be a love note on it if it was Deputy Mater. <laughs> the bar's closed, but you're able to get in with your key. You hear whimpering coming from further in the bar. Like human whimpering or like animal whimpering? Like werewolf whimpering. Uh, Sean, would you like to uh, give us a sample of that? No. Mostly because I can't. Worth a shot. Hear heavy, labored breathing and gasps. Oh, what's going on behind the bar? <laughs> because he's dying. Yeah, I guess he kind of is. Is Hendrix back yet? No, he's still out looking. Son of a bitch. Guess I'll try to help him get to the room. Sure, between the two of you, you eventually manage to haul him up one flight of stairs, making a, a lot of noise because he's heavy and he's dragging his feet. And the stairs aren't wide enough for the two of you, basically. One of the doors opens. You see it's Meadow. She's standing in the doorway. Her hair almost is wild. It's a wild mess. You remember putting her to sleep because she was drunk. She does not appear to be all that drunk at the moment, but she looks like she's seen a ghost. She's just pale white. Angus just kind of sighs and huffs. Oh, you poor baby. She says as she approaches you and she reaches out and gently brushes your fur, patting your arm and... Her hands seem to hover ever so slightly over each injury that you've had. And while she's not really able to heal you, she is able to stabilize you. Angus kind of gives a sigh of relief. And she helps guide you up the stairs to the honeymoon suite. And the two of you put Angus in his bed. And you leave him alone there to sleep and heal. And Meadow just still looks really worried as you two retreat into the main room of the honeymoon suite. Marie, I think I have a problem. I think we all have problems, but uh, what, what do you think your problem is? I think I'm pregnant. What? Kind of just pulls up the edge of her dress, and she's, you can see that she's pretty pregnant. Oh, this makes everything so complicated. Did you offer your firstborn to somebody? I can't remember who. I know, yeah, that's Delta. As a keeper, Ollie's reaction to Meadow being maybe pregnant was just so satisfying. Moving on, I have several things to share. We finally have stickers available for you to purchase. Free Kingdom Wolf stickers. Just go to our Kofi page that ko fi.com forward slash red get and wolf and follow the instructions there. You can also give a boon or a bane to Angus or Marie. 
Check out our website for other ways to support us, along with info about the characters, our social medias, and the Cast Junkie chat room that we now have a channel in. Just go to redgatermorph.com. Later this month will be our six-month anniversary. Yay! To celebrate, we'll post an extra bonus episode. It'll be part Q&A, part blooper reel. If you have a burning question that you need answered, then contact us at redgatermorph at gmail.com. A huge thanks to everyone who has liked, rated, reviewed, and retweeted our podcast. This helps our little indie podcast grow and find more listeners. Now, as usual, we end this episode with a trailer. This time it's for $2 Creature Feature. They're a monster of the week, actual play set in a traveling carnival in the 1960s. Check them out after the beep. See you in two weeks, and thanks for listening. Beep! Hey, this is Mr. Ray. And this is $2 Creature Feature, where a Monster of the Week actual play podcast set at Severus Savardi's Traveling Fun Fair, a carnival in the 1960s. We follow the adventures of Dor. Dora's going to first check to make sure that her, her army jacket, which is tied around her waist, as usual, is fully covering her gun. Oh yeah, you take your gun out with you. Nemo. <laughs> no, no, stop it, stop it. I'm not edible for you. <laughs> I'm basically a corpse as well, just a a, a a cleaner one. And Sybil. So imagine uh, an ethereal tentacle sprouting from the middle of your forehead, and on the tip of that is an eye. And it's nothing like that, but it helps you. Sybil, if it's okay with you, I think maybe I won't imagine that. They solve mysteries and hunt monsters. We release bi-weekly on Fridays on your preferred podcast host. And remember, if you see something, slay something. Sissy.